Hello, everybody. It's Jordan Stoltz, your host of the Triple F Podcast, and I'm back with another episode. This one coming out a little bit later. Um, I think this is probably coming out like probably maybe like a week after the last one should have come out. Um, just working through some scheduling stuff. Work has been busy, right? I want to give you guys want to give you guys a little update, kind of on how things are going with me. Uh, what I've been doing. A lot of my time has been put into my actual day job, right? The thing that actually pays the bills, which is great, right? My work is awesome right now. It's the best it's ever been since I moved to Austin. Um, We had a bit of a um, struggle period for a little bit, like earlier on in the summer and, you know, into, into the late summer as well. But, you know, all that's cleared out right now, right? It's a very positive atmosphere. It's, it's definitely improved and it's something that I'm really glad and happy to be a part of more on that later. Uh, but that's kind of what's been going on in my life is a lot of focus being put on that, making sure I'm giving a hundred percent to that. Right. And that's kind of like the first lesson of today's episode, today's uh, you know, multi-question listener Q and A type episode is, you know, it's 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 super important to give your all into what you're doing and to prioritize. Right? If my priority right now is to be an awesome employee and to make strides in my career, uh, you know that I need to put the effort towards that. I can't be stretching myself too thin. I can't be letting my mind wander. I have to be totally bought in. And that really goes for anything, right? It's all about priorities. It's all about diet. It's all about fitness. It's all about your workouts at the times that you prioritize those, right? That's what I'm going to talk about a little bit in today's show, as well as answer some listener questions. Uh, Thank you for joining me for another episode and let's get started. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. What's up, everybody? Jordan Stoltz here. I've already introduced today's episode and talked about kind of what I've been doing and what's been going on and what I'm going to focus on in today's show to start, and that is priorities, right? That's kind of the, I guess, Motivation Monday type part of this episode, this little segment, and it's really all about priorities in everything, right? In fitness, in business, in relationships, in life, it's all about prioritizing what's important to you and you know making sure that you're putting a lot of effort into that and you're actually you know you're actually zeroed in on on what you want to accomplish right if you have career goals and you want to be the best employee or boss or manager or business owner you know possible you need to put a lot of energy and effort into that and prioritize that over other things. And sometimes that means things take a backseat, including fitness, and that's just fine, right? You don't need to beat yourself up over not being able to do everything because you really just need to be accomplishing what your priorities are, right? We can only really handle one to three priorities, in my opinion, and you're definitely gonna be accomplishing you know, number one more than number two, and number two more than number three. Anything after three is probably not gonna get much attention at all. Right? If your relationship is first in your life and 
everything that you do, your decisions, your efforts, your energy is all directed towards improving that, you are going to see amazing strides in that area. But you need to know that that's your priority, right? And other areas might suffer. You might need to choose that relationship over the gym, blasphemy I know. You need to maybe choose that over entertainment or career goals, right? Because that is your priority. It's important to really really you know write out and determine what your priorities actually are because they can really they can really change right they're ever flowing they're dynamic <clears throat> they're not something that that you know is set in stone like right now actually fitness is a big priority of mine and in past months say like you know call it march to maybe august it wasn't really the biggest priority in my life. It was part of my life, right? It was a lower priority. It was something that I kept doing. It was a habit. It was an action that I took. However, it didn't really take front seat to other things. And right now, that's actually switched. So fitness is probably priority number like two. Number one would be work. And, you know, I also have relationship in there, the podcast, things I'm working on. But it's important to realize when, you know, you're paying attention to other businesses where you're consuming content, it's important to realize where the priority is and if you are going through your own journeys, it's important to realize the effect that your priorities have on your progress, right? If fitness isn't your number one priority, that's important to know. You don't want to stop it altogether and completely you know, stop doing what you're doing, but you do need to realize that if you're not achieving the results you want, it's not that you need to blame your coach or blame your program or blame your, your you know, circumstances. What really is causing that issue, what really is causing you to not make the progress you want is that you are not prioritizing that over other things in your life. And that is really what it comes down to. It doesn't come down to all the other stuff. It only comes down to how much stress and discipline and effort you're putting into things, right? And, and the same could be said for any other area. If you are you know, pissed you're not making more money in your job, maybe it's because you're not putting your full effort 100% into your job and making sure you are doing everything you can to be a good employee, a successful employee, and you know, doing things for the good of your company. It's, it's all things that are on my mind right now. It's all a game of priorities in life. And that can shift, that can change, but you do need to know why you aren't making strides and why you are making strides in various areas. That's kind of today's little thought and today's um, something to take home, right? And hopefully something that you can start thinking about. You can even list them out, you can write them down, you can make sure that you are aware and you're conscious of where your priorities lie, or you can just kind of you know, let your life and your actions dictate what those priorities are. But it's important to realize what you want and prioritize that above other things if that is something that you wanna pursue. You can't just sit back, have something be at priority number three and expect it to be awesome, right? You can't be, you can't be the fittest person on earth if you're, if you have that third in your priority. You can't be the most successful person in your business if you aren't putting that first above other things, including things like fitness and relationships, right? That's the only way to the top, honestly, is prioritizing. So uh, that's kind of the thought for today. All right, I wanna dive into today's first question. This one comes from Instagram, and it is, how should I 
be meal timing, essentially, is the question. I like to summarize the questions because a lot of times I'm doing other stuff while I podcast and I'm doing other things, uh, you know, while I'm recording. Uh, but all these questions are coming from Instagram. That's at StoltFit on Instagram. This one is, it's a good question, and it's essentially saying, um, you know, there's someone that this person knows who eats six, eight times a day and swears by that, says that is how you make progress. It keeps the metabolism burning. It keeps things going. And it, it's the only way to make sure you're getting as fit as possible and achieving your goals. Uh, you know, and first things first, in general, this is incorrect. Meal timing does not matter. This is a myth. This is something that, you know, needs to be myth busted almost constantly because it was very, very popular not very long ago to say that you need higher number of meals a day to keep the fire stoked, right? And the metabolism burning. That's simply not the case as long as things are equal at the end of the day, right? As long as you are consuming the same amount of calories, as long as you maybe have the correct macro split for you, um, those are things that matter, right? And those are things that actually make a difference at the end of the day. If you are eating two meals a day and you end up with the same calories and macros as somebody who is eating um, you know, six, eight times a day, you are going to see nearly identical results. I say nearly because you just never know um, the little factors that can go into things. And that's something I'm gonna get into in a little bit. It's something that, that you can actually dive pretty deep in, right? My general answer, and it's important to know that if someone asks you or tells you these things, the general answer is no, this isn't really a thing. This isn't something that makes a big difference or is something that you can actually you know, see, see tangible results off of. At the end of the day, calories is what matter. Total quantity, you can eat one time per day, you can eat six times per day, you can eat three, you can eat four, whatever your heart desires. The biggest factor is going to be what do you like doing and what can you stick to? I remember when I first started, you know, uh, with focusing on my nutrition combined with my lifting, uh, I remember how much of a pain it was to eat that many times per day. I remember uh, one time I was in church actually and stepped out of church during prayer because my alarm went off to eat my next meal. And I went down to the bathroom of the church and ate some protein and a little bag of almonds because I thought that I had to get that meal in to keep my progress, right? And if I missed that meal, if I was even 15 minutes late, it was going to derail what I was shooting for. And that is just silly in retrospect, right? What really matters is the total amount. And when you realize that, and when you focus on that, it is one of the most freeing things that you could possibly possibly know because you know it's super freeing to to realize that if you miss a meal not a big deal if you want a snack in the middle of the day it's not a big deal right is fasting eating fewer meals going to give you superior results to six meals a day no also right it goes the other way around if you keep the calories constant and you keep the macros on point it really does not make a difference and it's not worth stressing over that all being said, I do want to get into the little tiny details of this and the things that actually could make a difference of eating more. And that really just depends on your goals, right? Uh, I would say that if you're trying to build muscle, if you're if that's your goal, it is a good idea to keep your protein intake, um, you know, multiple feedings, I guess, spread out throughout the day, right? It's important to kind of get those spikes and it actually could make a little bit of a difference and realize here, 
I'm talking in tiny differences, not big differences. These are little things that will make a difference, but the difference might be so small you might not even notice it made a difference, and it's important to know the difference between those, right? And important to know what's actually making the difference. What's making the actual changes that you're seeing is the calories, is the macros, and maybe you're seeing a teeny benefit from things like meal timing. It's say like the top of the pyramid, not the base. Uh, but like I said, it's important to keep that protein intake maybe up throughout the day. So maybe you just increase your feedings, especially if muscle feeding is your goal. Uh, uh, muscle building, not muscle feeding. Uh, another thing to consider is can you hit your calories with the amount of meals you are on? And what I mean by that is I like to really use meals kind of as a tool for sustainability for my diet. So if I have fewer calories to eat because of my goal, maybe it's fat loss, those meals are actually going to decrease across the board. So I'm going to eat more like two, maybe even one, maybe three, and kind of play with that meal timing a bit uh, to make it easier to hit those calories and not run out of calories by the end of the day, right? Because if you're on only 1,500 calories a day, it's going to be hard to spread that over, you know, even five meals because that's 300 calorie meals, very, very small. However, if it's two meals, you could eat a 1,000 calorie meal and a 500 calorie meal. That's going to fill you up, be more sustainable long-term, probably get you to your goal faster because you're actually sticking to your plan and you're not snacking and going off of it. Um, the other way is also true, right? Because if you're trying to gain muscle and you're at higher calories right now, um, it's going to be maybe hard to hit those in one or two meals, depending on your appetite levels. So I don't want appetite to be the thing holding you back from actually hitting your calories. And if it is, you know, it might just be that you need to eat more times per day, right? I train some people sometimes and uh, the people that I talk to, you know, prefer not eating breakfast. However, they can't hit their calories if they don't eat breakfast, right? So what's the right move here? it is to eat an earlier meal and add in feedings because what those feedings are going to do is they're just going to allow you more opportunities to hit your calories which is only going to help you in your goals um and you know that that can be played with as much as you want because it doesn't matter right because it is something that doesn't really make a difference you can feel free to um you can feel free to play with those all you want and add meals take away meals change that daily it doesn't even have to be constant it could be something that changes all the time i think it's important to know that and kind of how i use that uh, so right now my calories are almost 3500 which is pretty high for me uh, just because of my goals right now and with those high calories there's no way i'm hitting that in one meal and you know it's going to be maybe uncomfortable uh, to hit it in two. So I usually eat three meals because I like my big meals, but you know, you could even split that into five meals, six meals, and you know, keep that protein intake high throughout the day. So that's really the strategy that I use. The other thing to consider here and kind of how I'm going to wrap this one up is, uh, the other important thing is really your workouts, right? I think that workouts are kind of the underrated aspect of things. Nutrition is important. Sleep is important. You know, if you're bulking or cutting, you're going to be burning calories. You're going to be tearing down the muscle to build it back up, right? All that good stuff in the gym. And you need proper fuel for those workouts. And meal timing around your workout can actually make a big difference in how you perform. And if you aren't performing in your workouts, you are really missing out on a lot of benefit and you're probably going to reach your goal a lot slower than someone who pays attention to their workouts and how they're fueled for them. So what I really suggest is making sure that your meal timing and your, your number of meals is supporting your training 
So if you have a training session in the morning, it might mean having a snack before that, even if that you know breaks your fast or even if that's adding a meal you didn't want. If it helps you perform better, it's totally worth it because we really have limited workouts, right? We have 52 weeks in the year and let's say you do four sessions, right? Skip a couple, you have like 200 workout sessions in the year. You know, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less depending on your program, but you, you only have that many sessions and you need to be sure you are getting the most out of each of those if you want the most bang for your buck. And to get the most bang for your buck, you have to feel properly, you have to, you have to hit your macros and calories overall, yes, but things like meal timing around your workouts can make a difference, can help you recover. If you eat afterwards, they can help your parasympathetic nervous system kick in if you start eating. That's actually something that can happen and it can make a big difference. Um, I, I personally train just as well fasted as I do um, as I do with food in me. So I just don't eat before my workouts because I train right in the morning, but I will eat afterwards to kind of kick in that parasympathetic to get some food in me. I'm usually kind of hungry and I'm more likely to stick to my diet if I have something uh, post-workout. So that's what I do. You can really do whatever you want to do. It's, it's not something that's going to make a big difference. Those are just the tiny little variables I wanted to touch on. What is going to make the difference is going to be total calories. It's going to be your macros, making sure you hit your protein, making sure you get a balanced diet, making sure that you're getting your micros. Those are the things that are really making the difference long-term and overall. So uh, that's really all I have to say about this topic. Great question. It's something that there's a lot of confusion on, something that there's a lot of um, you know, miscommunication on just because of things like total calories and workout fuel, you know, those different concepts kind of seeping into making it a requirement to eat more times per day when you don't have to. And I feel like fasting's the same way where sometimes people's view fasting as this magic thing and you have to eat only one or two times per day when you definitely don't. If you feel better eating four, five, six, seven, eight, ten times a day, go for it. Just realize it means smaller meals uh, and you know fewer calories in each meal. All right, my next question, this is actually a good question. This is something that I, um, I kinda wanted to do a, I kind of want to do an episode on anyways, and what that really is is my favorite exercises for each body part, right? This person does a body part split, wants to know my favorite exercises for each body part, and I want to kind of preface this by saying um, I kind of have like a favorite exercise per body part, and I kind of have an exercise that's the best bang for your buck, right? So those are different. Those aren't really the same, and I am going to tell you my favorites because that is what the question tells me, right? If you want to know how do I build the best body with the fewest exercises and the least fluff, I would give you probably a different list of exercises. But these are the exercises that I'm loving right now, that I'm seeing making a difference, that I can feel the muscle groups the best with, and that I really am enjoying putting into my training program, okay? So keep that in mind, um, and I'm going to go head to toe. I'm going, well, actually, I'll go toe to head, and I'll tell you my favorite exercises for everything, my personal favorites, not necessarily uh, the most bang for your buck. And just a quick example of that would be like my back one. Might be some kind of row variation, you guys will see. But the most bang for your buck is probably something like a pull-up or a deadlift, right? Because you, you're able to really load that over time, you're able to progress, you're able to program with it, all that good stuff. It's going to probably make the most uh, sense in a program. However, it's not really the one that I feel the best and I enjoy doing the most and I like sticking to my training. So it's not in there. 
Uh, so I'm gonna start with the calves. The calves, um, the first thing that I, well, I guess the only thing, but so I'm doing my favorite, my, my most popular stoltz exercise for the calves is going to be um, actually a donkey calf raise. And this is something that I've really enjoyed doing and working in. A donkey calf raise essentially means that you're bent over at the waist to do the calf raises. So just like a normal calf raise, maybe your heels are hanging off a platform and they make machines for this where you have a pad on your butt, I guess, and you're raising your calves up that way while you're bent over at the waist. Uh, I went to a gym once in Lincoln, Nebraska that had a calf raise machine like this, a donkey calf raise, amazing machine, brand new piece of equipment. It was just amazing to use for calves. And, you know, I just really enjoyed that angle of working things. Um, if you want to kind of do this in a gym with no donkey calf raise machine, there's a couple ways to do this. I'll give you two ways. One is going to be a more sketchy way, which is going to use the Smith machine. As long as your bar goes straight up and down and not slanted, you can kind of angle yourself so that bar is sitting right on you know your waist and your upper butt and then do the donkey calf raises that way don't love that way what i actually prefer is using a um a pull-up or dip belt so one of those belts that hangs on your back with the chain hanging below right and you're going to hang weight from it just like you normally would for a dip or a pull-up um, only you're going to do the donkey calf raise with that weight hanging off your waist it's going to hang in front of you and it's essentially making the same leverages as the donkey calf raise machine. Really great way to do it. You can even do it at home if you have one of those belts and some weights. Uh, just hang the weights, do the calf raises. I like to do them actually on, uh, we have these bench press machines, right? Well, machines, we have these bench press apparatuses in the gym I go to that has uh, the bench, right? And then the spotter platform. And then the bar is of course in the rack. What I like to do is stand on the spotter platform, put my hands on the bar, and that kind of gets me in that donkey calf raise position. And then I have that weight hanging from my belt. That is my favorite exercise right now for the calves. For the hamstrings, my favorite exercise right now is maybe a little bit boring, but it's the plain leg curl. I love the lying leg curl where you lie face down. That's a machine. If you wanna do that one at home or if you don't have the lying leg curl machine, what you can do is uh, lie face down on a decline bench, right? And kind of hook your arms around where your feet would normally go. And you're gonna put a dumbbell between your feet and you essentially just do the lying leg curls that way. So you're curling it up to your butt and then you're lowering it back down, nice and controlled, slow eccentrics on these uh, down to the floor, not, squeeze the hamstrings on the way up, you know, get that full contraction. Great exercise, something that you can really feel your hamstrings working and you can actually isolate. Um, I'm gonna kind of cheat. I, another one I really like right now is good mornings. Good mornings are really, really helping my hamstrings right now and I'm really liking them actually over straight leg deadlifts. So uh, kind of cheated there, have a couple exercises. I'll give you one for quads though. And you know, I'm always gonna be kind of a squat guy, but I've been using front squats a lot more in my program right now than I have been in the past. Normally I do back squat, my back squat is way stronger than my front squat, um, but the front squat is something that really is going to help kind of put that, you know, it's a kind of elementary way to say it, but it's gonna put the weight on the quads and make you, you know, push through through your quads and, you know, your, your, your upper thighs and stuff like that, right? You're not gonna be using your hips as much. You still are because it's a squat movement, but 
what is actually gonna happen is just where the bar is sitting is gonna be more stressed there. You're gonna stay more upright because of how you're holding the bar. And you're also, uh, which is okay, probably gonna have your knees track past your toes just a little bit and that's fine as long as you're you know, not bouncing and going crazy into the hole of that squat. But I love front squats. I think they are really underrated and I've really been enjoying them in my own program. Uh, next one, let's do the glutes. So my probably top glute exercise right now is going to be, mm, let's say, um, sumo deadlift is up there, but I'm probably just gonna say plain old hip thrust. I like doing them with one leg. Uh, you can also do them with two. Uh, hip thrusts are great, and there isn't really much that beats them for glute development. I was trying to think of something unique, but that one is a good bang for your buck. It's plain, it's simple, uh, and it definitely is going to get you the results that you're looking for. Um, so let's see, we did everything lower body, right? I don't think I missed anything. Let's move up to the abs. One of my favorite movements for abs is the hanging leg raise and there isn't a movement that I like better. I always go back to that one in my ab workouts that it's always gonna be the staple. It's probably what I'm gonna do first in, in every lower body workout. It's gonna probably gonna be what I'm gonna do first in every time I work my abs on a separate day. Uh, hanging leg raises are great. You, you know, really want to rotate that pelvis, make sure you're not just lifting your legs up, but you're actually, you know, showing your butt forward, I guess you could say. So you're rotating that pelvis upward and making sure your abs are really contracting. Control it on the way down. Don't completely relax at the bottom. Keep that tension. And um, that's my favorite one. I, you know, nothing really beats that. Uh, let's, let's go up to the pecs. My favorite chest exercise is probably a flat dumbbell press right now, which is something that, that I've really been enjoying and really, really been preferring over barbell bench presses. Uh, I really like the dumbbells. I think that the barbell bench press is great for powerlifting. It's great as, you know, maybe a test and something to progress on because you can just add weight over time. However, I think the flat dumbbell press is far superior to the flat barbell press as far as chest development is concerned. It's also for shoulder health because you're not locked in to any position. You can bring those elbows in as much as you want to, even all the way till they're neutral and you know really save your shoulders that way. I like doing them with probably about 45 degree elbows, maybe even a little bit more towards 90, flare them out a little bit. That really helps my, helps my chest and I really don't notice any negative effects on the shoulders. That is my favorite right now. Another pretty good bang for your buck one, actually. I thought I would be a little bit more fluffy with this, but I'm getting pretty good, pretty good exercises here. Let's say the back, let's group this all into one, uh, one group, right? I could separate the back and all that, but let's just say the back as a whole. Uh, I'm really a big fan of close grip pull downs. I, there's few things that make my back light up like those. Um, close grip pull downs are great. I like actually supersetting them with pullovers, uh, with which is a dumbbell or cable exercise you can do. Um, yeah, close grips use the V grip, use a pull down. You can even do pull ups, just do them nice, slow, and controlled. Uh, I just really think that is a great lat exercise, and it's going to make a big difference as long as you you know stick with it and progress over time. Uh, that's kind of one of my favorites right now. Uh, I could go on and on about back exercises. My favorite body part to train. It's something that I love working on and there's lots of great machines for back. I really, really like hammer strength machines for back and think they're just designed 
perfectly. Um, let's move up, let's do shoulders. Uh, my favorite shoulder exercises are usually lateral raise variations, not really press variations. Um, I really like to do high rep compound sets of various lateral raise variations. So some lateral raise, bent over raise, front raise, all combined into one big giant set. That's probably my favorite. I'm gonna kind of cheat here and call that one exercise, but I usually do it with that kind of grouping uh, just to get a lot of blood flow and a lot of reps and time and attention on those shoulders. Uh, biceps, my favorite for biceps is, oh man, probably just plain old cable curls. I really think those are great. Um, you know, if you're, once again, nice, slow and controlled, contracted hard at the top, cable curls are great. Underrated exercise for biceps. And my favorite for forearms is reverse curls. I am a big reverse curl fan. I think that they really help some under underappreciated muscles of the arm and also underworked muscles of the arm. Uh, add in reverse curls ASAP to your program and you'll see a big difference. Uh, triceps, I really like the French press or the two-hand overhead dumbbell extension, you could call it. That's gonna work the long head of the tricep, which which I am really working on right now, and that's it's a very smooth, comfortable exercise that just feels really natural. I really like those. Um, I also like cable scroll, skull crushers on an incline bench. Great exercise there as well. Already told you forearms, so there you go. That should be pretty much head to toe um, as far as all my favorite exercises right now. And those can change all the time, right? I was really on a big kick of uh, pen lay rows for a while, and I've kind of been focusing more on the pull down aspect of the back, right, the vertical pull. Uh, these things change all the time, and it's just kind of like something that you can rotate just for fun. I like to stick with certain exercises for a nice big chunk, right, for more than four weeks if I can, right? I'm trying to stick to the same exercises for like uh, maybe even like six, eight weeks and then switch them up, even keep some staples in there if I'm not plateaued on them yet. Um, a good way to bust through plateaus if you have exercises you wanna stick in there is actually to leave them for a little bit, do something else, do a variation of that and come back to that exercise stronger. Uh, like for example, if you are struggling to progress on your barbell bench press, try switching to dumbbells for a little bit try switching to incline for a little bit, and that will most likely transfer over, right? And even if that's not your favorite exercise, it's good to cycle those in, eliminate those weaknesses, and make sure you're progressing as much as possible. So I just hit, hit the 30 minute mark. I feel like I talked about great things. I feel like I covered my motivation Monday, my workout Wednesday, my foodie Friday, right? I talked about meal timing, my favorite exercises, and priorities, and why that's everything in your life and in your fitness journey. I'm gonna actually stop it here and call this one a wrap for today. So that is today's episode. Thank you for joining me for another Triple F podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Stoltz, and I'll see you guys next time. If you have any questions you want answered on the show, um, just go to Instagram, shoot, shoot me a DM, at StoltzFit, S-T-O-L-Z-F-I-T, and if you've already asked, asked a question, feel free to ask more. This is where I get my content from, so I welcome the questions and I really enjoy answering them. I feel like I'm directly helping people and answering specific questions that are going to solve a worry for you when I do a Q&A instead of just talk about a topic. So it's my preference and it helps you get your questions answered. That's StoltzFit on Instagram. Thanks for listening and I will see you guys in the next episode. 
Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on fitness, food, and freedom.